Some women get burned by the fire and some women rise from it. Welcome to the Born to Rise Society podcast with Laura Sanzo, where goddesses come to rise and go from survivor mode to creation mode. Are you ready, goddess? Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Born to Rise Society podcast with Laura Sanzo. I'm your host, Laura Sanzo. I'm so excited to be sitting down today with my guest, Lauren. Let me make sure I don't picture this. Laura Magali. Did I say that right? Magali. Mm-hmm. Magali. Sorry, yeah. Laura Magali. So Lauren, before I get into how much I love this girl, Lauren is a sports psychotherapist and performance coach. She's a brain spotting, which you're going to have to tell us a little bit more about this, EMDR, <laughs> hypnotherapist, NLP, and Reiki master, all the modalities that I love. Lauren has her master's. She's a licensed clinical professional counselor and a national certified counselor and owner of Accession Wellness, which I realized you have a physical space as well, which is so incredible. Absolutely. I'll share a little bit more about that as well. And the reason I wanted Lauren to be on here is Lauren to me is somebody that, you know, she just shows up with so much value. There's no fluff about Lauren. I find in our field, in our you know, in our space, there could be a lot of fluff, right? Absolutely. There's no fluff with Lauren with all the value that she gives. It's value that's going to change your life. And what I love of uh, Lauren the most is that she's continually, she's never arrived. Like as long as I, I think I've known you maybe a year, a little bit more than a year, but you've never arrived. Like you just continually upgrade your skills, upgrade, you know, your certifications, but you add modalities to your practice. And it's just, you know, I find a lot of people just arrive and they're just, you know, good with what they're at. And as much as it might serve them, it doesn't serve the people that they're helping, right? So I love that about you, that you're just continually upgrading and upgrading and just, you know, whether it's for yourself or for your clientele, it's just, it's a beautiful thing to see. So welcome. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm glad that we got to make time to do this. I know it's been a while since we've been talking about it, but I knew it was going to happen. So absolutely. So you just turned 30. So happy birthday again. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Say goodbye to the 20s and happily welcoming the 30s. I think I had messaged you when I wish you happy birthday. And I told you that like 30s is such a powerful decade for women. Like I loved my 30s. Yeah. I think that, you know, 20s was more so crash and burn, figure it out. And 30s now I get to apply everything and not to say it's not going to be smoother sailing in a way, but more so I've got a lot more that I get to apply moving forward. That's what I was going to ask you. So take us back 10 years ago to Lauren at her 20 or just turning 20. Sure. Well, in terms of mindset, where were you? What brought you into the industry that you're in, the modalities that you practice and just that whole yeah. really is what it is. So let's see. So in 20, still in school. So I initially, when I started with my bachelor's, I thought I wanted to do special education. And then when I did my interning there, they were like, yeah, there's way too much paperwork. You don't want to do this. You'll, you'll, you're going to burn out. And so I quickly then decided I wanted to do counseling. And when I did school counseling intern, kind of same thing. You weren't getting to, you know, really do a lot of therapy. It was more so working on schedules, different things. So I made a switch and um, decided to do clinical and never looked back. I condensed my program, finished it in two years instead of over three because um, I didn't want it to set me back on what I was trying to do. And at that point in time, I always knew I wanted to move away from Missouri. I just had no idea where I wanted to end up. And then I, at the time, I was a ring girl. I was working like three, maybe plus jobs, bartending. Doing the stories the other day. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's wild. <laughs> yeah, so I was a ring girl for like seven years and it was amazing. I got to meet a lot of interesting people through that. And um, 
I ended up attending a Kimbo Slice fight and I was at a Bellator fight. It was like highlight, definitely top 10 memories. Uh, I got to sit in the front row, VIP with some of Kimbo's people and um, the people around me were all from Vegas and we got to talking and they were like, you know, you would really make it in Vegas. You have a personality for it. You have got the skills of what you're trying to do. And I was like, okay, let me go check it out. And so that's kind of what ended up leading me, leading me this way. But at that time, I was definitely not in the best place with myself, I would say. You know, looking back 10 years ago was more so, you know, getting out of unhealthy relationships. And you know, I was in therapy and working through a lot of my traumas and different things. So I feel like that's kind of, you know, lots of healing has been this past decade, I would say. I love that. So powerful. So to stay there for a second, you know, even at such a young age, this podcast really is about women that face adversities to to rise. And I have to say, even at your young age, you face all you have faced many adversities, probably more than the typical person is going to see in their, <laughs> in their lifetime. So you've had a, a traumatic brain injury. You've been diagnosed with PTSD, ADD, anxiety, and depressive disorder in August 2018. Right? It was 2018? Mm-hmm. Um, you were diagnosed with ovarian cancer. So we've had this conversation before. And, uh, I wish yeah. I could replay that conversation. It was so powerful. <laughs> but if you could just share a little bit about that journey and how that really has propelled you into the healer that you are today. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, going back to that. I was in a place where I was working 60 to 80 hours at the time I was working at a trauma agency and I had also just opened up my practice. So I was seeing way too many clients and just trying to, you know, get my practice going and I wasn't taking good care of myself because I was working so much and um, I ended up having some funky pain that I just needed to figure out what that was, you know, and I listened to my body went in and, you know, found out I had this softball sized tumor growing down there. And um, it was such a fast paced thing, but it really, at the time it, you know, slapped me in the face, made me stop and realize, Hey, you need to be present, take better care of yourself. And, So, you know, I threw everything I had at it. I did not want to do the Western medicine way. So I went more that holistic route. And um, my parents at the time were not supportive of that because they were terrified, of course. You know, that's kind of how that shows up. And I was taking at the time, I was taking about 40 supplements um, to support my body with immunotherapy. I completely changed my entire lifestyle. So I immediately quit that trauma agency and went full force into my private practice and just held on and hope that, okay, we're going to still be in the green and, you know, hope for the best. And um, I feel like it, it it showed up in a time that obviously was very inconvenient because when is that ever convenient to be diagnosed with something like that? Right. But it made me get off of autopilot and really be present and stop taking my life for granted. And I feel like it forced me to ask for help it forced me to be vulnerable in a way I had never been vulnerable and ask for money from people to help with my treatments because none of them were covered by insurance. And it really made me love myself in a way that I had never loved myself before. You know, so it made me really see, okay, you've been given these gifts, stop playing around and, you know, committing to at that time, you know, I made, I remember praying and, and telling God that, you know, if, if you let me live, I will commit my whole life to not only my own healing journey, but also to, you know, serving others. And so that's kind of what that push is or what's propelled me moving forward of why 
I've committed to getting so many different modalities and, you know, really making sure I'm doing the deep work myself. So that's kind of what that journey's looked like for me. You had mentioned about the traumas in your in your 20s and earlier on in life. How much mm-hmm. of that do you think is with our belief system, we believe that things happen before they hit us in the phys- physical realm in our bodies, right? So how much of that trauma do you think contributed to the cancer? Oh, or- yes. I, I definitely think that I manifested cancer into my life. You know, I think that um, as we know what we know about trauma, trauma does manifest as physical sensations in the body. And um, because of, you know, my, my sexual traumas and physical, you know, all those things, emotional that, you know, and being in an accident as a kid and almost dying, I think that it showed up the way that it did at the exact time that it needed to, you know, it allowed me to let go of my mindset that making money had to be hard. It allowed me to rest, give myself permission to slow down and, you know, so I think that all those things and how they showed up, I, had, I thought I had worked on them all, right? But how it showed up was that, okay, you've got a lot more to do here. And that's kind of, you know, I, I really look back on it as such a blessing because it allowed me to cut out certain people that no longer needed to be there and make space for others and get closer to my family. And, you know, kind of really now I've manifested so many great things in my life because of that. Do you want to share some of them before we move forward? Sure. Yeah. So I think, you know, relationship wise, I'm in the healthiest relationship I've ever been in. And I feel like he's the love of my life. And, you know, because I was able to really love myself, I feel like that's why he showed up when he did. And, um, you know, outside of that, I, I feel like I've gotten out of my own way. And, you know, I've brought in more money than I ever have in my life. <laughs> and, you know, I think that, some of those things and what I've created and and this group program that I just launched, you know, it was something that I put into the universe and it showed up with ease that I sold it out. So couldn't be more grateful for that. I love that. That's so powerful. And just, you know, I think with something like cancer, whether it's cancer or like a mental disease, I think just that mindset is just really the game changer for people. Like for you to just say that you're grateful for something like that is just like, shows what a powerhouse you are. And I think that's why you regained your health to a whole other level. It's not even yeah. just a matter of just regain your health. You're like mentally, physically, spiritually, I would say the most aligned you've ever been. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that it's really just launched me into being in integrity and alignment and, you know, letting go of I'm, I'm only cash pay. I don't work with insurance anymore. And I've found more of that ideal clientele and, you know, learning that it's okay to do things your own way and trusting yourself and being grateful for that. I love that. So you see that dedicate one hour a day to you. That's less than 5% of your day. If you don't want to spend time with yourself, how can you expect others to want to? And I love this. This resonates so much with me because I have to say, this is probably not like something I should brag about, but it wasn't until my late thirties, I was able to spend time with myself and enjoy being alone. Now I love to be alone, but it was almost like, almost like a skill I had to learn. So what would be your advice to somebody or actually what I want to ask are some of the things that you love to do? And then if you want to have some advice on how to kind of get to that point that you, but what do you love to do when it's Lauren time? So if it's just time with myself, I love giving myself Reiki. I love hanging out with my dog. I love being in anything nature wise. I think that nature is a good way for us to, you know, for example, if I go hiking, right, I'm able to look up and see that whatever it is that was bothering me, there's so much more going on in the universe and it kind of recenters and kind of makes you more present. 
Um, I love getting into right brain activities. So anything with painting, any kind of art or any kind of creation. If I have an emotion that needs to come out, I share this with clients a lot. I will intentionally watch a movie that will stir up some emotions and then whatever comes up, I journal about it afterwards. So I'll intentionally watch a tearjerker. Um, So whatever it is, it will come out. I know when I was sick and I was doing that, I was in therapy and she was like, well, maybe don't watch once the people die of cancer. And I was like, yeah, that probably isn't the best idea. <laughs> but I was just trying to stir that up in a way, you know. And so I think that's, you know, some of the main things that I like to do. I like to create. So I spend a lot of time doing that. And you had said you will get there much faster if you accept yourself right now, if you love yourself right now, you'll make better choices towards loving yourself. So I guess I would re- allude to the other question I had in terms of how would be your advice to that girl who just, you know, when she looks in the mirror, she just can't find that love for herself. So, you know, there's a saying of what we resist persists. So whatever it is that you're looking at and hating, the first thing I'd say is get more to a neutral mindset to where can you at least eliminate some of the hateful things that you're saying? You know, I'm not going to go into the bullshit of say all these positive things if you really don't feel that way. But can we at least first eliminate some of that negative self-talk to then be just objective? So, you know, what I'd say to that, if you're looking in the mirror and you're like, oh, I hate my stomach. Well, you can at least look at it and say, I see a stomach in front of me. I see I see a body, you know, I see a human and just be objective. And then as we're going through that, then we can look at, you know, sprinkling in some positivity here and there. But that, you know, if we look at first just accepting where you're at right? Then that's where we start to actually start to begin to do the things that will then in turn make us feel that we love ourselves. I love that because for something like affirmations, I find affirmations don't work for a lot of people because they just can't even mm-hmm. wrap their head around yeah. affirming and being worthy of those affirmations. So I love right. that. You've also said there's no destination. Life is made up of moments. And I love this because I find people are always, you know, waiting to lose the weight or get that partner or make that income to be happy feel that fulfillment. So what would you say to that person um, in terms of, you know, being grateful for the space that they're in now to make room for? I think it's something, you know, it's something that society kind of pushes to, you know, never be content with where you're at, to always be, okay, I got it. So what's next? And I think that it's something to remember that life is short, right? And so being grateful gives us permission to be present and really see that, you know, where we're at right now, there was one point in our life where we prayed or wished or dreamed about exactly where we're at right now. And so the way that we, you know, sent to the universe that we're ready for more is being present and being grateful for every experience right now. And I often, you know, cliche or not, I go back to if there is something negative showing up, what is this trying to teach me right now? So I often go back to that because being in a victim mindset is never going to be empowering. So we're going to always have bullshit happen. You know, there's always going to be obstacles, but it reminds us of the why when we're grateful and we're present. So it's, I think it's something to be, you know, yes, we can always have goals that we're working towards, but it is built up of moments. You know, this moment right now is something you and I talked about and now we get to do it and we get to be present in that. Right. And, you know, so I think it's just something it pulls you back in the present to be more in that driver's seat instead of just running on autopilot and, you know, not being present, your life going by and then it getting to that point where it's like, crap, I have no idea what I've been doing. It's funny that you say that because somebody today asked me when I 
kind of stepped into my purpose. And it was exactly, I remember the exact moment I was in a park with my kids and, you know, there was people around me and they just seemed to be in that moment. And I just was like in a place of like scarcity and survivor mode. And I just, I couldn't be in that moment because I was just too stressed. Right. right. So I love that. You said if somebody says they miss the old youth because they no longer benefit from the current you. So we may, you had started, before we start to record, you were talking about from the state that you grew up in. So yeah. I guess you could use some of the advice you gave yourself, but what would you say to that girl that, you know, has her dream, but she's having so res- so much resistance to judgment and just, you know, being surrounded sure. from the wrong people, around the wrong people? Yeah, I, I think it's something to recognize who you are allowing feedback from, because if you're allowing feedback from somebody that's not down there in the arena with you, <laughs> I love that. then you just throw that out. Just don't even let that sink in. It's also being mindful of who you share with and how you feel afterwards. So for example, if, you know, for that person that is so terrified or fearful of judgment, if you are vulnerable and you share something you're working towards and it's only met with scarcity in a sense of, hey, no, you're not ready or you need more of this or blah, 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 then that's a boundary I'm going to immediately put in place there. And I'm no longer going to give them access to my dreams and what I'm working towards. And then it's making space for people that are going to be celebrating and more supportive. So that's what I would say to that. We have, we have talked, we had such an amazing conversation about this. And I think we both kind of had the same mindset around mind, body connection and mind, body healing. So we talked about a little bit about this earlier. What would you say to that person that listens to your story and, you know, they want to live a more aligned life through that mind, body connection, even just a couple of, of tips in terms of like the beginner. Sure. So I think just looking, if we're looking at, you know, connecting more mind, body and soul is, is going back to awareness. So if I, let's say, you know, same as just how our body sends a signal. So let's say that I ate too much, you know, my body sends me a signal that maybe my tummy is stuffed or whatever that feels like. Right. So it's something to pay attention to when there is something that bothers you in some way, noticing where you feel it in your body and connecting with that because that's intuition. You know, it's, it is all connected. It's just a matter of being aware of what it's trying to send to you at the same is when you're doing something and being aware of if it's something you should be doing more of. So I think with that is just really paying attention to how do I feel when I'm doing what I feel that I love? And then the difference of when I'm doing something that somebody else told me to do, I think it gets you more closer into alignment and paying attention to how your body is signaling, telling you how you feel the same with, being around other people. If other people make me feel yucky, then that's, you know, my body telling me, nope, we don't need any more of that. I have to ask because I, I love Reiki. Um, yeah. So I don't even have this in script. It's just came, something that came to me. So when you're feeling something physical in your body, do you divert to your energy center right away and see what it could be associated with in terms of something spiritual that's happening? So it kind of depends. So I can, and then I check in of what is this trying to tell me, you know, with clients, I'll ask them what's familiar about this feeling, because often there's a memory that's manifested as something physical in the body that needs some healing there. So, you know, with Reiki, we can pay attention to the chakras that are blocked, but if it's something typically anxiety, um, you know, other uncomfortable things show up in the same, typically we carry it in the same typical places, maybe it's, you know, shoulders or lower back chest, stomach. And so it's just kind of something to pay attention to that for me, I will kind of check in to, you know, see what that is to kind of feel more balanced, but it's showing up for a reason when it does. 
So let's say that for a second, what is exactly brain spotting and EMDR? Yeah, so EMDR stands for, I'm going to start that one because it was created first. EMDR is eye movement desensitization reprocessing. So all of my modalities work with the subconscious mind. They go deep into what's called the subcortical part of the brain, which just you and I right now, we're more in prefrontal cortex and the conscious brain, right? So when we're doing a deeper modality, it's actually going back into the brain stem deep in there where everything's held. So EMDR was created by a person that as she was kind of walking around and she was looking at certain places, she noticed that she felt different, you know, looking at where she was looking and when she was moving her eyes rapidly. So they started with eye movements because when we have something traumatic happen, our brain actually disconnects a little bit. And so with eye movements, we can reprocess whatever wasn't processed in a healthy way to allow ourselves to let go of those negative feelings that got trapped in there along the way. So brain spotting was actually created. I like to think of it as it's EMDR on steroids in a way. (laughs) Um, I love it way more than EMDR. It seems to be a little more effective. So, you know, with that one is just, we're using a pointer and having you think about whatever it is that you want to work on. And I'm scanning across at eye level, typically, and I'm looking for what are called subconscious reflexes. So what those signal to me is that there's something there that needs to be either reprocessed, it needs to be released because it's been trapped. So it's kind of a way for, you know, there are spots, we all have different, Mm -hmm. right? For us to open a window essentially and let that process in a different way. So it's kind of thinking, you know, um, often an example I'll use is if we have a string of pearls, you know, if I have a string of pearls and I cut off the knot at the end, the knot at the end is the root. So we're always, all these modalities are getting to the very root cause of whatever it is that's being triggered in the present. So if we were to cut the root, all the pearls would fall. The pearls represent all those negative emotions attached to. Then we're just left with the string, which is the memory or event. So now we feel neutral because we've reprocessed, we've healed, and we no longer feel all those negative feelings or not triggered back to that in the present. I'm in the very beginning stages of getting my certification for NLP and hypnotherapy. And you just make the me, you just make me so much more excited. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that's, you know, I, I, you know, that's been more in the recent last year that I've gotten those. And it's just trying out with, you know, every client likes something different. So I like to kind of try different things, but they all have the same intentions to Mm -hmm. heal, to release things. No, you know, limiting beliefs, things no longer working for us to get more to your authentic self, be more in alignment. I love that because it's, you know, it's, it's about things that we're already using language. So why not know how yeah. to use language to serve us better and our self-talk and everything else? Right. So right. I want to talk to you about athletes because you work with a lot of athletes. And I've yes. always, as an entrepreneur, I've always, you know, really looked up to athletes, just the way that they train, the way they use techniques like visualization, their discipline, of course. And mm-hmm. I've always said that regardless of what you do, especially if you're an entrepreneur, you need to train like an athlete, right? And have that kind of um, discipline. So what would be your, what would be a couple of things that you would advise the typical person to do that athletes do, that, that you kind of work with your clients, something that people yeah. can easily put into so- their goals? Absolutely. So I'd say, you know, first kind of things coming up there are to not view fear as the enemy or failure as the enemy, because I think, you know, us embracing failure is something athletes are pretty good about. Mm. You know, I have, I have a friend that she competes and when I did a workout with her and it really kicked my butt, she was (laughs) like, I'm trying to make you fail. I just want you to realize that that's the goal. Right. So I think it's something instead of being afraid, it's knowing 
each time that you go back and do it, you're going to be that much better. You're not always going to be a beginner. So I think, you know, with, with anybody that's not an athlete is embracing that and welcoming it as a friend and um, knowing that that's where the growth is, that's where the learning is, and that's where you find more of yourself. I love that because we're basically just, whether self-taught or just, we're just taught to, you know, avoid failure. Yeah, I think it starts as an early age in school, you know, that F literally means fail. And, you know, you don't want to be that kid. And there's no room for failing and learning and seeing what that looks like. So I think that and also the power of gratitude and visualization, you know, a big part of what I do, um, I install kind of keywords or mantras per se, Mm -hmm. right? But a really simple way, one of my favorite practices is if you journal, let's say on the left side of your paper of what you're grateful for right now, right? And then on the right side, you do it, your higher self Mm. or future self is grateful for. So it's a very easy way to raise your vibration and to be more. So with my athletes, I work with high school, collegiate and professional. So whatever their goals are, I have on the right side of more of what is that athlete? What is she or he grateful for? You know, what are they doing? So then, you know, kind of tying into that, whatever those biggest dreams are, spend, you know, some time dreaming with yourself every day of visualizing, okay, if it's looking at my bank account of what that I've created, whatever it is, whatever milestones in career, whatever personal goals, if it's body image and losing weight, seeing yourself being that person and checking in with that part. I love that because when we're kind of striving to reach a higher level, you know, it's so, it's so important to be grateful for the incremental increases along the way. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where, you know, it keeps you present. It keeps you with those moments along the way, instead of just always striving for more and getting caught up in that perfectionist or that lack mindset where you're not grateful for where you're at right now. Is there anything that is coming to you that is in terms of downloads that's resonating with you that you just feel that you're being called upon to share? I think it's just, you know, getting out of your own way and giving yourself permission to take up space to know that you're worthy of everything that you are calling in and believing that it is already yours, whatever that looks like for you. And not comparing yourself to highlight reels of what other people are posting and how they did it because your journey is showing up the way it is. So all those things that show up as lessons and hardships are helping you become the better version of you. So you can have all those things that you say that you want. I love that. So what's next for you? I'll put in the in the show notes where people can find you, but you know, we're in the fourth quarter. This is, in my yeah. opinion, the most like important months of the year. So absolutely. What can we expect from you the next couple months? So I had just launched last week my group program, uh, Elevate and Align Method. I've got eight wonderful ladies in there. And you know, looking forward to scaling, getting more into that online space. So I guess just you know, keeping an eye out for other programs that I'm launching, um, other things that I'm going to have that you can work at your own pace. And, you know, I'm really trying to get credential to some of these teams out here. So I'm calling that in to manifest that for myself. I'd say that's kind of about it. You know, I'm, I'm really gotten to a place where I've gotten out of that toxic grind culture where it's work, work, work every day and, you know, making money has to be hard. And if you're, if it feels easy, then you're not working hard enough and knowing that being in alignment, um, it is going to feel easier because it's your passion. So I think you'll probably see me relaxing a lot more than I ever have. <laughs> would be something to see. And she's and you. I love that because you're you're walking the talk. Because every time I talk to you, you're like, "Oh, where I'm going on vacation." 
Yeah. My coach, uh, she was like, only you, you know, you're in the mid launch and you decided you want to go to Mexico for your birthday for a week. So, but it worked out, you know, I sold out and I feel like that's just being in alignment. That's what it can look like. So. And I think that's, I was just having the conversation again with somebody that for a long time was like just on the masculine energy, right? And I think when you could get to that place that you're talking about and that you sh- you work with your clients with just, you know, getting to a place that you're allowing, allowing things to be easy, that, that should be everybody's goal. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah, it's knowing and trusting that whatever it is that you enjoy doing right now or you want to learn more about, that being patient with whatever that process is going to look like, but you can be paid for anything in life. So there's not a one way to do that. Thank you so much, Lauren. You are incredible. I can't wait for everybody to hear this. Everybody needs yeah. to hear this. I had to have you on back on again. <laughs> of course. Yes, always. I, I would definitely love to come back. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you everyone for listening and we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>